tons to talk about this week, so we will dive right in, starting with Brees Hall. Now, the video was concerning for an ACL tear. His coach essentially confirmed those suspicions. An ACL for Brees Hall would average 10 months to return, so he'd have an excellent chance to be ready for week one of next year. Performance does tend to lag behind. We have seen recently Saquon Barkley last year have an entire off year after the ACL. I wouldn't necessarily expect the same from Brees Hall, but it would be likely week six to eight before you're looking at his performance recovering. Then you have DK Metcalf. His video of the injury was actually concerning for an ACL as well. His knee bent inwards, it internally rotated, and then you see a little bit of a jerk to the knee. And we do have negative x-rays, but that doesn't really tell us much. This is something diagnosed on MRI, which will very likely happen on Monday. Hopefully the video lies, but that's going to be the concern going forward for Metcalf. Then we have David Njoku. He was seen after the game in a walking boot and on crutches. The combination suggests a high ankle sprain, and usually these average about two to four weeks. They do vary a little bit based on severity, and he'll get an MRI Monday to probably assess that. Usually, the players would miss at least one game. I know Njoku said he would be back soon, but I would lean towards him missing week eight. Then you have Amon Ross St. Brown. Now in the concussion protocol, with the new concussion protocol, we're averaging a little more than seven days for players to get cleared. And that means very slightly over 50% chance that Amon Ross St. Brown misses week eight. When players do return, it, they don't tend to have much impact on their performance. So statistically, the most likely outcome here is a week nine full strength performance. Then we have Alan Lazard. The mechanism and him blocking a player when really pulling himself out for a shoulder injury suggests something that an injury to his labrum. He'll probably get an MRI today, uh, Monday, and then we'll know for sure. Now, in most cases of shoulder injuries for wide receivers, they would be able to return within two weeks. He did return to the game, didn't necessarily produce much and wasn't a long return to the game, but overall suggest that Alan Lazard would be able to play next week. Then we have Mike Williams, and we're lucky on the Chargers side that they have a week eight bye, because Mike Williams looked like he had a high ankle sprain based on the video, and it looked relatively severe as well. He does have a chance to play week nine, but these average two to four weeks, usually for wide receivers, closer to the three to four range, so most likely you're going to not see Mike Williams out there for a week or two. Then you have JC Jackson. Now, they're reporting his diagnosis as a dislocated kneecap. And if you may remember back a couple years, Patrick Mahomes had the same diagnosis and missed two games from this injury. The key with these is that sometimes when the kneecap dislocates and then pops back into place, you can chip off a piece of bone. And depending on how big that piece is, that can require surgery to go in and fish it out so there's not a loose chunk of tissue floating around in the knee. Now, we'll see after the MRI probably on Monday, but J.C. Jackson, I would guess, misses two games if he doesn't have a loose piece like that. And if he does, probably closer to three or four. Then we have star pass rusher for the Bengals, Trey Hendrickson. He left the game with a stinger, and essentially that's good news for Bengals fans and for Hendrickson because stingers, while pretty serious, they 
cause a pretty severe sudden change with a pinched nerve uh, in the arm. But overall, they recover very quickly, and they recover to full strength very quickly. So I would expect Trey Hendrickson to be out there next week and looking like a full-strength player. Then we have Giants rookie tackle Evan Neal. He has an MCL injury reportedly. Going to get an MRI Monday, almost certainly. And there are a subset of these that need surgery and a longer time. But the vast majority end up being two to four week injuries for offensive linemen. Then we have updates on running back DeAndre Swift. He was dealing with an ankle and a shoulder issue. He did practice in a limited fashion all week. My guess is the ankle is more likely the reason that he missed rather than the shoulder. The ankle timelines do tend to be a little, a little bit longer than what he likely had on the shoulder was an AC joint sprain. So based on his practice pattern, I would expect DeAndre Swift to practice all week again and then probably play week eight. Then a less optimistic output outlook on J.K. Dobbins. So he's going to have surgery. It's very likely to clean up a meniscus or cartilage issue. This isn't really terribly uncommon after the major multi-ligament surgery that he had last year. And our data bodes well overall for his short-term recovery. Running backs do tend to return to the field from this type of procedure at an average of about five weeks. By the sixth week, they're generally back to their pre-injury explosiveness as measured by per play production. The key is, though, that young running backs who were highly drafted like Dobbins do tend to see slow ramps back up, and that's probably because their teams see a long future with this running back. So don't be surprised if the Ravens take as many as four games before giving Dobbins a full workload. For the long term, however, this is pretty bad news, and second surgeries for these tend to lead to shorter careers, more durability issues, and missed games over subsequent years. We certainly hope this isn't the case, but it could be a brewing Todd Gurley type of situation. And that is all for today's report.